0: Welcome back to Real Seekers. I'm your host, Dale, the Real Seeker. And um, just uh, doing a quick little introduction here. So uh, what's going to follow is a great interview I did with um, Cesar Barda. Caesar Barda from Spain, Madrid, Spain. And he's a world's expert on um, the Sudarium of Oviedo. And he's actually written uh, a recent book on the Sudarium. And so I uh, invited him and he was kind enough to come onto my show to speak about his uh, very detailed research even the shroud skeptic Hugh Ferry wrote a blog on it and uh, you can find the link for free on my uh, uh, realsecretministries.wordpress.com blog there to do your research as to what Hugh says Um, and um, even he admits yeah it's very thorough and very honest research Uh, so he respects Caesar's work in terms of studying the Sudarium of Oviedo scientifically and historically And then how that links to the Shroud of Turin. So I was lucky enough to have Caesar on, and he uh, gave me an interview and and sort of uh, answered some of the questions related to the research in his book. And uh, just so you know, so the book is available on Amazon. It just came out May 26, 2022. It's called The Sudarium of Oviedo, Signs of Jesus Christ's Death. Um, And it's probably the best book on the Sudarium out there, and and it's linked to the Shroud of Turin. Uh, that's available by Caesar Barta, who I had on, as well as uh, as, as people who are familiar with my Boy series, Julio Fonte. He was an editor of this book uh, as well. So yeah, this is all some great stuff and I'll include the link, uh, the Amazon link to his book. So please support Caesar and, and go and buy his book. It's, it is a little expensive, but it um, is worth it. Uh, it's probably the most comprehensive look at the Sudarium. So yeah, um, yeah. With that said, just so you know, in terms of the interview, so I'm doing the the prelude here. Uh, obviously, with Cesar Barda, he's from Madrid, Spain. So English is not just as uh, with Julio Fonte when he was on the show, English is not his native language. So uh, it's it's not really a, a dis- I couldn't do a debate or discussion. You know, with Caesar and Hugh kind of interacting with each other, uh, the pro shroud Caesar and then the shroud skeptic like Hugh Ferry. Um, so it was more just a straightforward interview, and I sent him the questions in advance. You'll see the questions up um, up on my blog site, um, so you'll see what I'm asking. Caesar also very kindly offered to send me uh, his written responses. So, uh, you know, if you're, if you're not exactly sure exactly what he's answering in some cases, just because of the language barrier... Um, you can go and read with your own eyeballs uh, his, his response, written response to see. And that's what he was using to provide his answers. So uh, that way we, we have some various uh, means for you guys to, to understand what the answers are, thankfully. So yeah. with that said, I'm going to shut up and go straight to the show. I just want to say thank you again so much to Caesar for being on the show and um, sharing his vast knowledge about the Sudarium of Oviedo and its link to the Shroud of Turin. All right, enjoy the show. All right, hello, and welcome back to Real Seekers. I'm your host, Dale the Real Seeker, and today I have a, a really special treat for you guys. I have a, a special guest, uh, Caesar Barda. Um, hey, Caesar, welcome to the show.
1: Hello, hello, and many thanks to give me the opportunity to say, explain, to share the explanation of the research about the Sudarium. Awesome, yeah, it's, uh, I'm really excited to have you on because we're,
0: we're gonna be talking about specifically the Sudarium of Oviedo and, and your uh, research on that. You've written a new book and how that's linked to the Shroud of Turin. Um, so I think what I first wanna do is just turn it over straight to you to kind of introduce us as to who you are. Uh, how did you get involved in studying the Sudarium and the Shroud? And uh, if you don't mind, give us a little bit about your faith journey as
1: well. Okay, well, I um, learned about the Shroud of Turin much before to know of the Sudarium. My involvement uh, on the Sudarium came only years after. For my involvement on the South of Turium, an important event was when I was a student of physics in the university. More than 40 years ago, mm-hmm. I attended a lecture in 1976 in the university. It was before the in-situ analysis of the shroud. However, the 3D image became already famous. Mm-hmm. The lecture impressed me because they accumulated evidences, but I forget it uh, for years. Only in 1988, when the carbon dating was released and I had finished it, my study of physics, I realized that there was a contradiction that I could analyze as a physicist. There was a contradiction between the previous studies and the result of the, the carbon-14 dating. So in this time, I tried to solve the contradiction and I still work on it. My interest for the shroud was much more scientific than religious. I was believer before to know about the shroud. The shroud studies don't play an important role in my faith. Okay. Awesome, awesome. Yeah, thank you so much.
0: all right, cool. So, so as I kind of told the audience here, you, you've written a new book about specifically the Sudarium of Oviedo. So uh, just moving on to question two, um, for those who don't know about the Sudarium or what that's about, um, do you mind just giving us sort of a general introduction as to what the Sudarium of Oviedo is and how that might relate to the gospels a bit?
1: Okay. Well, uh, the Sudarium of Oviedo is a cloth with the size of a towel. It was used to cover the face of a corpse of a man with birth and mustache who died in a right position. Some bloody fluid leaked from his mouth and nose. This fluid was the result of a traumatic injury that induced a pulmonary edema. Mm -hmm. The half of the corpse showed injuries caused by sharp objects such as a thorn. Uh, the the sudarium was stitched to the hair to, to the hair and kept for about two hours and then removed and sprinkled with alloy and a sucedanium of mere. It was not a chin burn. And about the relationship with the gospel, there is a mention of the Sudarium that was in the sepulchre of Christ. It is the Gospel of St. John in the chapter 20. The Sudarium that has covered his um, head. Why? why, why, why? Uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute.
2: No problem. I was a little lost. Uh, Are you trying to share your screen? or? Okay, but cover his
1: head. Not with the... with not the burial cloth, but roll it up in a separate place. This is the sentence in the gospel. The Sudarian Otobiadon could be that of the gospel, okay? Awesome. Awesome. Perfect. Thank you so much.
0: Um, okay, so so now we know what the Sudarium is. So it's this purported uh, head cloth mentioned in the Gospel of John. Um, okay, so what do we know in terms of the historical provenance of the Sudarium itself? Um, are we able to trace this back to the first century, Jerusalem, and to Jesus? Um, and what's some of the liturgy
1: surrounding the Sudarium? Okay, well, sorry, but uh, to ask for traces of relics of Christ back to the first century, I think is out of the contest. There is no relic of Christ that can be traced back to the life of Christ. In fact, it is scarce the existence of traces that go back to the life of any historical characters. Most of the documentation is centuries after their life. And in the case of the Christian, at the first century and until the fifth century, fifth century, the Christian were not worried about the relic, but they were worried about their life. Only when the Christianity could be celebrated in public, the, pilgr- the pilgrimage began and pilgrimed for traces or for relic. In the case of the Sudarium, the standard hypothesis is that it arrived in Oviedo inside the Holy Ark. Signed so 1075, there is a reference to a Sudarium in Oviedo. Before 1075, The trace is for the Holy Ark because the Sudarium was inside the Holy Ark, and the Holy Ark was not open until that day. There are several documents that have some reliability that trace the Holy Ark back to the seventh century. Then there are mention of the Sudarium of Christ, not the the Sudarium of Oviedo the mention of the sudario of kids in the Near East, previously in the fifth century, by for example, Nonus of Panopolis, and in the sixth century by pilgrims under the patronage of Saint Antonio of Piacenza. In relationship with the liturgy, liturgy since ancient times, a holy body mass was celebrating in honor of the Holy Sudarium. But it was suspended in the 17th century. And it was recovered in the uh, 2007. Also, in the 16th century, there are three days in the year that the Sudarium is venerated in the cathedral, in the Cathedral of Oviedo.
0: All right, awesome. Um, okay, cool. So I think what you're saying is with with the Sudarium, it, it's dated back to 1075 AD and when it becomes associated with the arc, and then we can trace that back further. Is is
2: that correct? Um uh, wait a minute, sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. What do you, I I I remarked that the
1: Previous uh, history of the Sudarium is linked to the Holy Ark, but we actually didn't know when the Sudarium was put inside the Holy Ark. Then uh, the the um, all history of the Sudarium is not so clear as uh, after one thousand and seventy five. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Cool. Um, so what, uh, sorry, uh, do you understand me? More English is enough to uh, to be understood.
0: I think so. Yeah, more or less. It, it's um, pretty good. I I might need to like just go back and re listen a bit, but for the most part, you're you're doing great. Well. Yeah, awesome. All right. So, question four. Then um, this is kind of linking the Sudarium to the geographical area of Jerusalem or or Israel. What about the pollen studies that have been done on the um, you know, What have they shown um, in terms of the pollen studies and that sort of thing?
1: Okay, um, for, the, for an introduction to the pollen studies, uh, there were three main studies of, pollen, of the pollen of the Sudarium. The first was performed by Frey, known by the uh, researchers of the shrub. And he provided the genus and the species for a geographical location target. The second study was performed by Carmen Ferreras, a member of the research team of the Spanish Center of Syndrology. She provided the genus and the spades as well. The last was performed by Marcia Boy, also from the research team of the Spanish Center of Syndology. We resulted for the use of the Sudarium not for geographical location. Okay. This is enough for uh, an introduction of the pollen.
2: Okay, gotcha. All right,
0: Um, perfect. And did you mention the 2016 uh,
2: boys study there? The 2016? Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, I would like to. Th- um, okay, uh, there are there are uh, some um,
1: criticisms from uh, Hatfari that uh, he uh, read my book uh, exhaustively. Then uh, I would like to thank uh, Farré for reading my book in this way. And doing, and doing such a good review. He contributes to the improvement of the noblesse of the Sudarian Uthopiedo. However, Hath is known as a skeptic about the authenticity of the shroud, and now also about the authenticity of the Sudario Piedo. Mm-hmm. As a skeptic, he stresses the problem against the authenticity, and sometimes denies even the most conclusive evidence to avoid affecting the authenticity. There is always a subjective contribution to decide if a relic really can be authentic or not. Regarding the pollen, I have no reason to doubt about the studies of Moth Frey and Carmen Ferreras. They both identified genus and space of several pollens. Some of them were found by both, and others were found only by one of these specialists. Although Carmen Ferreras did not find any species of pollen, which does not grow in Spain, Frey did it. And one of the species found by Frey in the Sudarion, as well as in the Shroud, grows in Israel and does not grow in Spain or Europe. It is a own support for the presence of the Sudarium and Shroud in Israel. If someone is bothered by it, he is free to doubt on it. Most phrase samples are still available. If someone proves that the grain does not correspond to the Acacia abidia species, that prove the presence in the Israel, we will discard this supper. But for the moment,
2: we have, we can uh, uh, rely on on it. Awesome, awesome, thanks. Yeah, so just so the audience knows, he was
0: responding to a, a review by Hugh Ferry. Uh, so that's what he was responding to. So, um, awesome, all right. So, so Cesar, I wanna ask you, there's a kind of a similar study in question five here um, about the analysis of the limestone uh, on found on the Sudarium. Uh, what, what do we know from the limestone
1: studies? Okay, okay and um, this was an analysis that it was involved in entirely. Uh, an analysis with X-ray fluorescence was performed along the of Northfield. It was an, a non-destructive test that allowed it us to know some chemical element present of the Sudarium. It detected the presence of element typical of dust as the calcium and strontium. This same type of test was per- previously performed on the shroud in 1978, in uh, There was a si- significant difference between concentration of element of the bloody areas and in the cleaner ones. We found an unexpected height amount of calcium
2: or dust Close to the tip of the nose, and um, about the criticism, the if the if the
1: dust could came from a other place than the uh, Israel or Jerusalem, and from uh, and different from uh, Oviedo, we have to the take in mind that mm, there are three types of conservation of relief in general, in the history of relic or relics. We can differentiate between uh, uh, along the, his, the history that during its original use, the original use in this case, at the Sudari, no, for the Sudario, as a burial cloth, there are other uh, time, that is, during its veneration veneration as a relic in the antiquity until about the 13th century. And finally, there are a third uh, um, period, period during the veneration after the 13th century. That and contamination came mainly during the first and original use. Later, when the relics were kept in the Byzantine, Byzantine culture or ancient Christians, relics were rarely shown. The ancient Christians thought that they did not deserve to see the sacred relics, and these were kept hidden from, from the eyes. The relics were inside non transparent reliquaries that were not open except for exceptional veneration. It is only after the 13th century that the attitudes of our religious chain and people wish to see them. Therefore, the dust found on the Sudarium should come from the burial place. A contamination before the 13th century is not probably because the, the documentation said that the Sudarium was inside the Holy Ark. If, it, the Sudarian, if the Sudarium, if the Sudarium was in Spain, in another, another place different from the Oviedo, it will be inside the ark, and it was not being contaminated. The dust found in the bloody, stained areas of the Sudarium was fixed to the cloth by the bloody fluid, and tell us of the site of its use. As a burial cloth. Gotcha.
2: The rate
1: strontium to calcium in these areas is compatible with the dust of the Calvary. We can only say that.
2: All right, gotcha. Perfect. Um, and um, well, oh,
1: go ahead. Uh, like some, something more. Sure. Uh, we realize that the X ray fluorescency can be improved, however, however, the relative concentration of calcium remains valid because any heterogeneity cannot be attributed to the table as a support of the sudarium during the test, but the heterogeneity must um, must come from the sudarium the unexpected high concentration of dust close to the tip of the nose remains true. And it matches with the same singularity of the shroud in the same spot.
2: Gotcha. Yeah, I wanted to
0: throw it open to you. Uh, So once again, um, our mutual friend Hugh Ferry has kind of given his skeptical take on these limestone studies. Um, did you want to? What did you make of some of the criti- main criticisms that Hugh leveled at this
2: limestone and dust findings? Um, yes, um,
1: uh, as as I said, uh, there are there are uh, criticisms or problems uh, always uh, with the. Um, the, the result of the research, but uh, uh, always there are a subjective uh, approach, and then uh, the evidence of the of the concentration close to the tip of the nose remain, and uh, it is a, a, a strong uh, evidence that uh, Sudarium and Shroud what uh, what on the same head because it is uh, strange that uh, there, there was a high quantity of dust in this anatomical place. Then I think uh, it's a st- a still uh, valid the conclusion. Awesome. Awesome. Perfect.
0: Um, okay. So, so I'm going to question six now. Um, this is really the elephant in the room in terms of the dating of the sudarium. And that's the fact that the, the sudarium has been carbon dated, just like the shroud, um, not just once, but four times, which was surprising for, for me. Um, but do you wanna tell us about the carbon dating? Uh, what was, what were the results and, and what happened with the carbon dating?
1: Okay, well, uh, first of all, uh, I, I, I'll, Although there are four times, only we consider three because uh, the fourth was in a, a, a heated uh, sample. And this is not uh, a valid as a, a reliable sample. Okay. But uh, the carbon dating uh, of the Sudarium can be true. But in this case, a contradiction arises, as in the case of the shroud, The type of death. The type of death of the man of the Sudarium in upright position is compatible only with crucifixion. This penalty was no longer in use in the eighth century. Other clue the note in the Sudarium indicated but nonos of Panopolis in the 15th century correspond with the Sudarian of Oviedo. And discard the carbon-14 dating. Um, well, what about the the hypothesis of Barvracker of a neutron absorption? From the point of view of the physics, the neutron absorption hypothesis is correct. If the shroud and the sudarium received a neutron irradiation, the rest of the carbon dioxide will be younger than the true age. However, when this hypothesis is proposed, usually people ask for where the neutrons come. I answer that is not the question for the moment. The question is, can we detect if the shroud and the sudarium received a neutron irradiation? If we found a test that can confirm or discard the neutron irradiation, we will ask for the origin of the neutron uh, irradiation if the result of the test were positive. All
0: right. Uh, One thing I'm curious about is the, what did they find in terms of the gradient of the dating of the samples? Um, Like what were the findings there and how does that relate to Bob Rucker's? Hypothesis.
1: The what uh, the the question was about the the gradient of the the the, the, okay. Well, uh, uh, this is uh, um, uh, is a clue that the source of the irradiation came from uh, the body but uh, it can be, uh, at least in the case of the Sudarium, the difference between uh, the three dating is compatible with the uh, uh, incertitude of the test. Then it's, it's not uh, a strong uh, uh, proof that the uh, irradiation came from the point, from the body, you no. Know? But uh, if the irradiation, the neutron irradiation, came from the body, the distribution of um, ca- uh, for carbon fourteen must be as we found in the uh, different uh, dating tests.
0: Awesome! Awesome! All right! Um, all right! So, kind of moving from the
1: uh, well, well, what the uh, I I. Uh, I would like to add that uh, we found, we tried to found a test that can, con- that can confirm the neutron irradiation. Mm-hmm. But for the moment, research at Thomas, Thomas McAvoy followed this approach. The problem is that the, he proposed a test destructive, and it's not, uh, it's not easy to uh, allow this kind of test no, for a relic. Oh, I see. But uh, maybe in the future we can find an alternative uh, test to confirm or discard if uh, there was a neutron radiation on this relic. Gotcha. Perfect. Yeah, I think I think they've they've been
0: working. Bob Rucker has a series of tests, non-invasive tests and stuff like that as well. So okay. Um, so I want to move on from looking at the historicity or or. You know the provenance of the shroud to the scientific facts, because obviously that's where you specialize in and everything. Especially, so what? What are some of the scientific and forensic uh, findings and studies that have been done on the Sudaria, uh, including its blood stains, and what does that tell us about what happened?
1: Well, the the result of the research was the. Is that the solarium of the was put around the head of a corpse who died upright almost an hour before the use of the solarium of him. And as I said, the man has experimented a traumatic injury that induces a pulmonary edema. The solarium was stitched to the lock of the hair of the back of the neck and was rolled out, covering the face. When the cloth reaches the opposite cheek, the sudarium was folded back to pass again in front of the face. Then there were two layers covering the face. In this way, he remained about almost an hour. Then he was taken down and put face down for another hour more or less. Finally, the sudarium was unfolded and passed all around the head. So the course was moved for a while and the this was removed from the, he- from the head. In summary, signs the death to the entombement. they are an, in an interval of three hours more or less. This is the sequence we can uh, uh, Obtained from the uh, research. Gotcha. So that's the sequence that would have happened uh, with the
0: corpse. Oh, okay. Um, so I think we're coming to question eight and this is the most important question for, for us as shroud, uh, pro-shroud proponents. So, okay, great. So we've got these findings about the Sudarium. How on earth do we link the Sudarium with the Shroud of Turin?
1: Okay, um, where well, there are geometrical and physiological coincidences between Sudarium of Oviedo and Sudarium of urine. both of them were used for uh, on a man with birth and mustache. The size of the anatomical characteristic, as the nose or the forehead, are compatible each other. A strong evidence is the bones of the crown of chronozone this exclusive penalty for christ They match in a high percentage. Moreover, there is a drop of blood which half appear in the shroud and the other half of this drop appear in the Sudarium. Uh, more, moreover, both of them have shown show and unexpected concent- concentration of that close to the tip of the nose, as I said. Some odd characteristics of the shroud can be explained if the man of the shroud uses the Sudarion Osoviedo. These characteristics are the so called ponytail
2: of the hair and the lock along the cheek. Um, maybe, maybe we can
1: share. Yeah, go a ahead. presentation, a presentation to um, uh, make it easy, understand the use
2: of the studarium. Yeah, go ahead. You can share your screen. Okay. Yeah. Is uh, there it is okay. This is the.
1: Um, do you, do you know? No, do you see? I do see
2: it, it's Jesus on the cross
1: and- Okay, okay. Then when the corpse of a man was upright and uh, died an hour before, the sudarium of Oviedo was put around the head. Mm -hmm. This is a more clear uh, um, showing showing, uh, of the arrangement. And now we can see how this was put maybe in this way. You you see it?
2: Yep, yep. Upside, yeah. Okay. The red line
1: simul the the sudarium, no, and they by this um moving we can uh, understand where was the face and where was the nape okay do you know you see do you I see it yeah it's shown up okay this 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 uh, part of the face was the forehead and this part was the nose and the mouth okay and this part was the nape this is the lock of hair in the back of the on the neck okay. and these are the bones of the uh, Throne of Thorn.
2: Okay,
1: okay. this this uh, maybe it's difficult to see, but this drop of blood is only the half of uh, the, the drop because in the middle of this drop, there are no, no quantity of blood. And in the Throne, there are the other part of this, uh, this uh, drop when the, when the face of both uh, cloth are matched okay this uh, may may um, fake fat uh, may do easy to understand gotcha. okay yeah okay then um the student when the course was uh, upright the all the stain be, be, behind, no, behind, no, below the nose, was, uh, were um, performing, were, uh, arrived, the, the, the stain of the, uh, the blue, the blue stain arrived when, uh, be, 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 below the, the nose, when the curve was upright. But, after that, the, course was put face down and in this uh, moment the uh, um, above about the the nose the forehead
2: stain I mean, became in place in place okay, okay? yeah okay. Then uh, the coincidence.
1: This is the outline of the uh, stain in the sudarium of Oviedo. And at the left, there are uh, image of the Shroud of Purim. And the it, it clear is uh, the um, whitest is, white is, uh, part are more or less the, the blood. Mm-hmm. the block mm-hmm. then uh, we turn a little the in okay 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 sorry
2: no problem mm. When, when we put this outline on
1: the face of the, the shroud, this part matches with the epsilon. And this is the drop of blood that is the half in the sudarium and the other half in the shroud. And the eyebrows here Correspond to this part, and the size of the nose is more or less the same. The quantity of blood around the nose and the mouth, mustache, and birth is uh, present also in the Sudarium. Okay. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: This is a a closer uh, detail of the drop that is in the shroud, but without the middle mm. of the drop mm. uh, only we have in the south only we see around the drop but not in the middle of the drop and this uh, mm, this drop is present in the sudario of Oviedo and now uh, the before mentioning the mm, concentration of dust close to the tip of the nose at the right we say we see, we see the, the test of the shroud in, ni- in 1978. And there was a high concentration of dust just in this point. And the three point in the Sudarium of that correspond to the same point, anatomical point of the face also show the highest concentration of dust. This is not a is expected. It's, it's an unexpected uh, uh, found, found, uh, funding. That's in the notes. Okay, I think this is enough to understand my research. And now we can follow with the uh, last uh, question, no?
0: Yeah, uh, so, so this is great. You've been showing us how you think the Sudarium is linked to the shroud of trend. Uh, but once again, we have our good friend, the Shroud Skeptic, Hugh Ferry, and he's tried to he's tried to argue that, well, actually, uh, no, there are problems with this. You, you know, it's only the rel- same relative position. You have to manipulate things. So uh, what what do you how do you respond to some of the criticisms of people like Hugh Ferry to this link between the Shroud and the
1: Sudarium? Yes, yes. Uh, um if there are much or, or there are no matches uh, or coincidence, have a component of uh, subjectivity. And to avoid the subjective opinion on the coincidence of the bound, we applied the objective software to find the best coinc- coincidence, and it confirmed the previous result. In the book, appear the simulation won- with one of my daughter, the simulation of the uh, uh, chronothor. The cloth used for the simulation the stain of the drop that simulate the chronothor in the same area as in the shroud and in the sudarium, but the distribution of the stain of the simulation. Do not does not match with the distribution of the stain in the two right the two relics. It proves that a random distribution does not match if there is coincidence and the ob- uh, objected software proves it that there was coincident. If they are coincident, is because the drug came from the same head. Got you. Um, well, uh, in the last number of the friend magazine Newton tombichage that I received today, there is more detailed uh, this explanation uh, with the simulation on my daughter.
0: Okay, all right, awesome. Uh yeah, well so I think you you've kind of answered all the the questions that I had on my list here. Um is there anything else that I've missed or didn't ask you about, um, that you want to share about what you've learned uh on the sudarium there. So question 10.
1: Well, uh, uh, only a last uh a, a last thing uh, maybe it worth to remark that people and bishop did not understand what they saw in the sudarium, they saw with the uh in the in the veneration, they saw with the cloth turned 90 degrees with respect to the natural way to see a face. Then uh, this discard the fake because if there is a fake, it is necessary to understand what you see. And um, in this case, people didn't understand the Sudarium for centuries and centuries. Only the science discovered the true use of the Sudarium. And the result of the analysis did not discard the authenticity, but rather support it. This is all.
2: Gotcha. All right. Um, just
0: one follow-up question before I close out, if it's OK. Uh,
1: in terms of the
0: link between the Sudarium and the Shroud of Turin, how confident are you that these two things covered the same corpse? Uh, like a
2: percentage
1: or something. Well, I I, mm, I give the a height a height a, a probability of coincidence because uh, the a single a single test is not enough. But uh, we when we accumulate cumulate all the tests, mm, the probability to be Different uh, to to uh, the probably to be used in two different person became very low. Then uh, there there is a high probability that the two clothes were used on the same person. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Cool. Well. Yeah, with that said, that that covers all the the questions. I wanna say thank you so much for for coming on. Um, I hope, did you enjoy your time? Do you feel you got to present the best case here?
1: Okay, okay, a lot, a lot. Uh, I, uh, again, give you many thanks for this opportunity. I was uh, so proud to participate and share this uh, research. Awesome. Awesome.
0: No, you're you're welcome back anytime you'd like to present on my show. So yeah. Um, With that said, I want to say thank you again to Caesar. I hope that the audience enjoyed this show. And with that, I'll say have a great week, everybody. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.